Get a credit card that gives you what you need now. A low interest rate on everyday purchases and a place to transfer high interest rate balances. The PenFed Gold Contactless Card is our lowest interest rate credit card. You can even earn a $100 statement credit when you spend $1,500 in the first 90 days. Join PenFed and together we can help you keep more of what's yours. Visit PenFed.org slash gold card. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end, it's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. Welcome back yet again to the Heels and Quads Wrestling Podcast, part of the We Watched a Movie Podcast Network. Wow, that's a mouthful, and so am I, Mr. Levi D. Zindel. And I, of course, am Tommy, at Mr. Tommy Walter on Twitter, of course. But I just wanted to say, and this was a confusion in the original intro for this episode, but... The first take. (laughs) Yes, the first seven takes, it seems like now. But we are... We are part of the We Watch Movie Podcast Network. However, we still have our own feed. So what I've been doing is uploading our episodes to the We Watch the Movie feed itself. But now that we have gotten the ears of their listeners, we are still part of the network, but we will no longer be on that feed. So if you're listening from the We Watch the Movie Podcast feed, search for Heels and Quads Wrestling Podcast. It's under We Watch the Movie Podcast Network, but it's a different feed. So subscribe to us there. And this is the last episode that will appear on their feed. Correct. Okay. So if you're listening to this, you like what we've been doing so far, check us out. Type in Heels and Quads wherever you do your podcasts at. We're everywhere. So subscribe to us there and watch for the notification for our new shows on there rather than the We Watched a Movie Podcast Network. Right. Okay. Okay. Now that so we got now that, that out of the way. Now that we got that <laughs> out of the way, we're here to talk about some about talk, 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 talk about some wrestling today, as per usual, because we are the Heels and Quads Wrestling Podcast, and you can find us at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Heels and Quads. Buy some t-shirts and help support your favorite wrestling podcast that you never knew there was. That's right. And buy all the shirts. All because, of them. Because we're all self-quarantined, so we still have to have money. We can't work. Give us your money. If you got a little extra, buy a t-shirt. If not, hey, totally understand. <laughs> not going to be mad if nobody buys a shirt. And you got to look good when you're under quarantine, too. So if you're wearing a Hills and Quads Wrestling Podcast shirt under quarantine, chances are you're going to look better than what they're wearing, what the other people what are wearing. What those people are wearing, because everybody's live streaming everything right now. So, Of course, this, yeah. This is the time to have a Heels and Quads Wrestling Podcast t-shirt. That's correct. That is correct. So, of course, it is WrestleMania season, so naturally we're going to talk about a WrestleMania today. WrestleMania 21 from 2005. Uh, following up with what we talked about last week, you texted me about WrestleMania 36, or just now that they, now that they do now, just WrestleMania this year. Added a couple of matches to the card? Added a couple of matches to the card. So, it looks like... I believe Bailey. it was three, correct? I think three, yeah. It Well, 
it's three, but they haven't for some reason it's still not official. Randy Orton versus Edge, like it's not like it doesn't because you know Wikipedia is official. It's not on Wikipedia yet, and it doesn't look like it's not on Wikipedia yet. But I've seen sites mention. It. I mean, it's obvious match. So it's obviously happening. Regardless, yeah. So technically, there's ten matches right now. Still, Brock. Uh, there, also, the rumor is Saturday night will be. Goldberg and Roman Reigns, and Sunday night will be Brock Lesnar and Drew McIntyre. That's that's the word on the street. I think that's the way to do it. Yeah, because obviously you want your your big, the bigger match on the actual night, Sunday night. Like, I'm more into Brock Lesnar and Drew McIntyre by far than I am Goldberg and Roman Reigns. So, I'll watch the, I'd rather watch a 10-minute main event, not a two-minute main event. <laughs> Because you know that's I'm probably spot on on the time. You probably are, yeah. And, and with everything going on, I'm sure they're they're gonna try to keep all the matches short, anyways. Yeah. Uh, so Brock and Drew, Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch and Shayna Baszler, Goldberg and Roman Reigns, John Cena and Bray Wyatt, Undertaker and AJ, Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, unofficially, officially, Edge and Randy Orton. And it looks like they added Bailey versus Lacey Evans versus Dana Brooke versus Tamina versus Naomi versus Sasha Banks in a six-pack elimination match for the SmackDown women's title. And for the SmackDown tag team titles is Miz and John Morrison versus The New Day or The Usos. I don't know what that... I guess that's something to do with... There must be some kind of... Match on Friday, probably. Yeah, yeah. Which Imagine that. Everything I've heard... Everything that I've heard, they're pre-taping everything. Yeah, so that, I heard that, about that. That adds to what you were saying last week, and I was like, I don't really know. I haven't heard anything. And then it came out that they are indeed pre-taping. So that means WrestleMania spoilers are going to be out, like, next week or something. Because like, well, you know some stooge is going to do that. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. And if, if there is, I'm not reading them, because no, I want to at won't. least try to enjoy it. But The one little bit of enjoyment we'll get. Hopefully these are just two four-hour shows and not two seven-hour shows. I honestly hope it's just two, like, two, two-and-a-half-hour shows. I mean, that'd be great. Yeah, but you know that's not going to happen. Right. It's too short because it's so big now. The WWE Network is big. So is Drew McIntyre. Oh, my God. The WWE Network is big time. I'm on my way. way. I'm making making it big time. Wait, was that next year? That's next. Yeah, okay. That's yeah. WrestleMania 22. That's right. I was trying to remember which one. I was like, wait, is that this one? I don't remember what this theme song is. I don't remember this one either, but I remember 22 big time. I was just like so tired of hearing that fucking song. Yeah. <laughs> Who is that again? Uh, uh, Peter Gabriel. Peter Gabriel. That's the... From Genesis. The... Yeah, but he also does the the talking guitar thing, right? Isn't he that dude? The talking uh, guitar? No, you're thinking of uh, Peter Frampton. Peter Frampton, that's what I'm thinking of. Okay. Yeah. Well, hey, Genesis. Musical Genesis history. Great, though. Hey, we're always down to talk about music. We tried that. <laughs> we tried that. We, we tried, tried that once. <laughs> tried that once in college. So anyways, that's the current news, I guess. Oh, I saw right before we got on here, too, about AEW. Uh, the next four shows after this week, it looks like they kind of gave the same treatment, too. Yeah. Philly, Albuquerque... This isn't in the right order, but Philly, Albuquerque, uh, two other cities. San Antonio, was that on there? Houston, Houston. Houston, I knew it was a Texas city. And then there was another one, but yeah, they all, it looks like they all got the same treatment, I assume. It's all, who's, who's Daly? Who is that? Da- uh, I'm not sure who Daly is, but that's obviously. Daly's place. The, yeah, that's obviously the, uh, I wonder if it's just an investor they have. Like is that is that the name of the building? Is it just Daly's place? Yeah, maybe, maybe. I don't know. I honestly don't know. That's a good question, though. If anybody knows the answer, let us know. Don't know who Daly is, but they're at his place. And so. I know it's not John Daly. Definitely not John Daly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and he's an Arkansas guy. Yeah, he's an Arkansas guy, not a Jacksonville he's, guy. He's got no business down in Jacksonville. Get out of there. So, anyways, I guess. Uh, if that's about it, we can talk about WrestleMania 21, Hollywood. Oh, well, we forgot the biggest news of the week. 
Blood okay. and Guts has been postponed. Yeah. Which yeah. makes total fucking sense to me. Five hours after we did the show. But it sucks because we had just put that show out, like Levi I know. said. It's like it never fails, dude. Every time. And something will come out right after we finish this one, as soon as it gets uploaded. But I get what they did. You know, that's that match, I mean, not only is it, like Jericho said, it's 515, so that's 10 people in the ring, plus a ref, plus the camera guys. It's too much in that proximity of, you know, trying to social distance. But, like, I don't know, man. It sucks, but it makes sense. They, I'm sure it's somewhat spiteful against WWE. Like, in a way, they're like, we're going to make the right decision while they do a WrestleMania in front of no crowd. While they continue to fuck up. And that's another thing, is blood and guts would suck without a crowd. That match, yeah, absolutely. That match has to have a crowd because it's a, I mean, that's a big spot match. Like, it's all spots. So, there's going to be many times where there's a group of, all the people standing up after they all got knocked down, somebody doing a moonsault off the cage. It's going to happen. So Matt Hardy will do a stiff leg drop, maybe. Does he do the leg drop? Yeah, he does the leg drop. Do you agree with me, though, that it's a good idea to wait? Yeah, totally, totally. Okay, yeah. because I I kind of felt like you were just really disappointed. I'm disappointed that this it's come to this. Like, I'm disappointed obviously. that this is going on in fucking general, by the way. Yeah. Today, I had hit my breaking point. I've hit my breaking point with this shit. I'm losing my fucking mind. I just want to get that out there. So if I sound like I'm all over the place, I am. Because <laughs> you're officially, your marbles are officially. Dude, I'm officially, dude, I'm not used, like, I know people know that I have quite a few days off a week, but it has nothing to do with that. Like, it's just, you're fucking stressed out about everything. Your kids are probably driving you crazy. Your significant other's probably driving you fucking crazy. You're driving each other crazy. You're sick of each other. The weather sucks, which today it's a little nicer. It's, it's supposed it's to rain bad. again. Yeah. But Thursday, did you see the weather for Thursday, by the it's way? It's like 80 or something? Dude, I'm like, I'm going to go outside and dry up whatever allergies I have going on. Because I haven't had a voice <laughs> since last Wednesday. Like, I'm really struggling to get through these. But, like, last night we did the first episode of Wham Sports. And, like, at, by the end, like, Mike could tell, like, he's losing his voice. I'm like, I'm really struggling, dude. Like, just keep going. Yeah, I can kind of hear that forced sound in your vocal cords. Oh, like it's, you're like it's very forced. to talk. Yeah. Like, once we're done, I'm going to be, it's going to be shot again. So, you're like, yeah, I want to make dinner. I'll I'm sound like hungry. Jo- I'll sound like John Laryngitis. John Laryngitis. Oh, I, I do know Matt Hardy does a leg drop. I was just. Uh, I was thinking about that. I was wondering if he did it as Broken Matt Hardy. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what yeah. I was curious of. He's to all the wrestling it. listeners out there, this guy does a fucking wrestling podcast and he doesn't know if he does a leg drop? Dude, at this yes. point, everybody's fucking up with a lot of names and shit. Like, he, we just gotta move past that kind of stuff. Everybody makes mistakes. And usually we come back and correct ourselves, like you just did. Like John Laryngitis. Like John Laryngitis. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, so, I mean... I, I want to do this show, but I also want to keep it, like, tight and short. Not super, Yeah. I mean, it doesn't have to be an hour. No, just no, 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 so no. I can save my voice. Like, preserve Yeah, totally. It. And, and I want to get better. And hopefully by the end of the week, we can do another episode of something or another WrestleMania even, if Levi wants to. And then Monday, we can do our uh, WrestleMania predictions. Yeah. That's, an, that's just right. an idea. Yeah, do that. Yeah. Uh... Also, before we get into it, I started uh, Dark Side of the Ring, Chris Benoit, mm. last night. Dude, I, really, I was I'm falling. Finish that. I haven't falling. finished it yet. The first part? No, it's I'm on the, I don't know, I'm on the Benoit part. I don't know. Right. Uh, what is well, that? The, they first released part? the first part early. Okay. Just because everybody's, you know, home. So tomorrow night is the debut episode, and it's both parts together. On Vice. Yes. Okay, I have Sling, so I could. I think I can watch Vice. I didn't I know think, Vice was a channel. Dude, it, it's a cool channel, actually. No, it's definitely cool. I just... La- dude, last time I had cable, there was so many channels that did not exist. Like, last time I had cable, it was like Spike TV and... and USA, uh, TNT. Yeah, yeah, like, I always think of the wrestling channels, but... PCP. Yeah, now it's like... Uh, what, Ring of Honor's on, like, Stadium or something? Mm-hmm. Stadium TV? I want to start yeah. taping that. And uh, MLW is on uh, BN Sports. BN? 
B-N, B-E-I-N. Kind of like B-N bowel sports. movement, but it's like yes. bowel non-movement. Yeah, right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, what else? Did I get? There's another wrestling thing. Oh, I was going to mention Marty Skrull, dude. That guy's like, he's like running Ring of Honor. I read something about him repairing yep. relationships and stuff. And... Yeah, he's the head booker now of Ring of Honor. Yeah, I read this interview. It was like, why didn't you go to AEW? He was like, of course I want to go there. My friends are there, but... I think we both had a vision. Like, I, I'm doing my own company right now, and they're doing theirs. Like, you know, because he's basically running the show over there right now. So, give it time, he'll eventually be there. We all know that. Oh, of course. And he's still, he's not even 30 yet. So, yeah. And at some point, I'm sure they'll come to a working relationship with Ring of Honor and AEW, and that way they can all be together, even before Ring of Honor eventually closes down, because we all know it's going to happen. You know what I could see is Ring of Honor being AEW's OV- NXT. Ohio Valley. Yeah, or NXT type thing, like, eventually, if it gets... Because you got two best, like, best friends are running both of those organizations. So Here's a thought while we're just shooting the shit. Okay. What if Ring of Honor is AEW's one-hour show they're putting on TNT? That would be... Okay, people... If you're listening, and some other fucking jackass comes out with this news, this motherfucker, because that yeah. is a great fucking idea. If that's what happens, you people heard it first on the Hills and Quads Wrestling Podcast via Tommy Walter. Just remember if, that. If Marty's girl is listening, Marty, Matt, Nick, Cody, Kenny, T- Tony, make it happen. Because I think that that's be... a great fucking idea. Mm-hmm. That that was more of a co thing because AEW said... is raw. ROH is SmackDown. Yeah, there you go. And they only really need an hour because ROH does very well with just the one hour they get to put out every week. I, I'm, I have mixed feelings about a second AEW show within earlier than the first two years. I just don't. It's too early. I don't agree with that. Which goes again to what I said. That I mean, that makes more sense than putting exactly. out a show. With Dark yep. already on YouTube, that's already an extra hour plus sometimes. Yeah, Dark is already – Dark is cool because it's Sunday Night Heat, dude. That's what yeah. I like about it. It's it's the Sunday Night Heat, except the matches are obviously a little more – And I'm so far fucking behind on it. Oh, dude, me too. I usually put it on when we're laying in bed and I have the sound down. But my TV – my I have – obviously, we all have smart TVs now. But my TV upstairs, it's an older smart TV – so it's not very good at, like, just keeping the signal, and, like, it's so slow and shitty. So a lot of times I'll put it on, and I really don't – if I fall asleep or if, or I just don't make it to the episode because the TV can't keep going. I don't know why, like, but I usually watch the – because it's a Vizio, an older Vizio, and Vizio doesn't have the WWE Network on it for some reason. Yeah, I don't, think. I don't get that either. So I watch the match, like the full matches that they'll put on, or I'll do AEW Dark. But I'm, I'm with you. I'm super behind on it. It's a cool. It's a cool show, though. Yeah, and the matches. I mean, it's not. They still count. They're not throwaway matches, so yeah. they're worth watching. And I mean, like the the Kenny and Joey Janela match was really good. I did watch that one. Oh, that was good. But uh, yeah. as far as like the full episodes, I'm just super behind. Yeah, it's a it's a velocity and sending it heat. I like that. I I like those kind of shows. Get a credit card that gives you what you need now. A low interest rate on everyday purchases and a place to transfer high interest rate balances. The PenFed Gold Contactless Card is our lowest interest rate credit card. You can even earn a $100 statement credit when you spend $1,500 in the first 90 days. Join PenFed and together we can help you keep more of what's yours. Visit PenFed.org slash gold card. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Support for this episode has been provided by Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks. If counting macros makes your head spin, count instead on a snack by Ratio. They've done the math for you, so you can spend less time studying the label and more time enjoying your day. Creamy and delicious, try strawberry and vanilla for two grams of carbs and a unique combination of sugar and protein. Interested? Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks are now available in the yogurt aisle at Walmart. Always consult your physician before starting an eating plan that involves regular consumption of high-fat foods. Anyways, all right, let's talk about WrestleMania 21. We yacked already. Yeah. Uh, WrestleMania 21 goes Hollywood. 
It's at the Staples Center in Los Angeles, California on April 3rd, 2005. 20,193 in attendance, probably like 18,000 paid, probably 17,000 because it's in Hollywood. So yeah, a lot of comps. Yeah. Um, first of all, all of the, uh, video packages they did, like the movie trailers. Uh, I love those. That was so cool. That that's like, some of the best, like WWE, like behind the scenes shit they've ever done. Definitely. Definitely. It's like Forrest Gump, Braveheart, Basic Instinct, Pulp Fiction, A Few Good Men, Dirty Harry, When Harry Met Sally, Taxi Driver, and Gladiator. Was Gladiator obviously kicked off the show. Yeah, that was the, the Stone Cold one. I mean, here's a list here. Celebrity guests in attendance for WrestleMania 21. David Arquette, Motorhead, Adam Sandler, Rob Schneider, Billy Gibbons, uh, Black Eyed Peas, Billy Corgan, Anthony Kiedis, Ice Cube, Carmen Electra, Sylvester Stallone, Marg Hellenberg, Helgenberger. She's an actress. Okay. Matt Groening, the mastermind of the Simpsons, Rick Rubin, Will Sasso, and Macaulay Culkin. So Damn, that, dude. And, and you know there's more than that there. Yeah, and they only showed a few of those. They showed Adam Sandler and Rob Schneider, like, first thing. Yeah. Motor, we're Motorhead. We are Motorhead. So, uh, overall, I mean, before we even start the show, this is a stacked card. It's really stacked. Uh, looks like the pre-show, which would have been, I guess, Sunday Night Heat? Was it I think around? it was just a dark, I think it was a dark match. Yeah. I, th- heat was, I think. Let me heat see. was at a, Heat was kind of weird at this yeah, time. It was like it online is. only or something. I'm on Wikipedia. Before the event went live on pay-per-view, a dark match was held. A 30-man okay. interpromotional battle royal won by Booker T. Okay, cool. Okay, I see the I see the P. It was on the pre-show, but I didn't know it was dark. Yeah, so I don't know if there were, I wish they would put more Sunday Night Heat on the network because I just love Heat, man. It just reminds me of like going back to school the next day. I I'm pretty sure 05, Sunday Night Heat was online. Yeah, I think that's the first right? year they did it. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty because 04 was still on Spike or whatever, mm-hmm. and then. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure 05 went to online and it was online until like 08 or something. I think 08, yeah, I think you're right. So maybe it was on that or maybe they just, I'm sure they taped it. I'm sure it's on, it, was it on the DVD? Uh, I did not I know watch, you have it. I did not watch it. I watched it on the network, but there are oh. some differences for sure. But okay. it, I, I think it might be on the DVD if I remember correctly. I'll, I'll look at it. Um. Can you hear that dog barking? Yeah. It's out, it's way out. It's a stupid-ass neighbor's dog that never shuts the fuck up. And I'm like, how do you sit there in the living room where your dog's just fucking barking away like that? Come on, man. You're messing up my show! We're trying to do a podcast! Anyways, uh, the show kicks off with the Stone Cold Gladiator thing, and then we get Rey Mysterio defeating Eddie Guerrero in 12 minutes and 39 seconds. I wonder if this was – this is the – that's a long feud now that I think yeah, of it. If they were doing it at WrestleMania. Goes on to SummerSlam. Yeah, the uh, child contract and the uh, the ladder match thing for yeah. Dominic or whatever. Where the fuck's uh, Mickey? Yeah, that spot. That's always – that's <laughs> so – I thought it was a pretty good – it was pretty good. You couldn't have had any other match on this card wouldn't have been the opener that – like, Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero is perfect opener. They did it on in WCW, and then they brought it to this. That dog, that dog was pissing me off. Bad. <laughs> uh, the only other match I think that could have opened it is Kurt Angle and Shawn Michaels, but I think it would have depleted the rest of the card right off the bat. Yeah, because that was like, that was like the perfect smack dab in the middle match right there. Yeah. And they went, it was the, the brands going head-to-head. Yeah, that's what I was trying to remember because Kurt was SmackDown. On SmackDown, yeah, uh-huh. but later in the year he become or 2006 he becomes world heavyweight champion on SmackDown. But that's after Batista went. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, Rimster Eddie Grail, I thought it was a solid opener. Um, not much to say about it. If when you watch Rimster, I can watch those guys wrestle all the time. This one was solid, but nothing will ever beat the Halloween Havoc. Match. No, I, that's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say it's a really good match, but if there's one defem, definitive match to watch between Mysterio and Guerrero, it's Halloween Havoc. Definitely, 
That, most, I mean, that, yeah. that's probably, I would almost say that's probably my top 10. Uh, in, of in your time. top 10? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that match was that's pretty off the charts. That was actually on the uh, YouTube full matches. Oh, really? Yeah, I watched that a while back. I usually make it like halfway through the match if it's like a main event. If it's a if it's that one, I can usually finish that match and then I'm ready to watch another. But uh, yeah, this was the second year Ray used. Uh, maybe it was second or third year Ray Mysterio did the superhero. Yeah, it was the third year Ray did the superhero outfits that oh, he the, does. Yeah, the or like the different for every WrestleMania. I th- yeah, this one wasn't. I don't think this one was like a superhero one. I meant to say, but it's like uh, he does special ones for. Yeah, this one he he had like a Mexican flag outfit. Yeah, yeah, and they're the tag champs right here too. I forgot about that. This is kind of that classic like tag champs, and then they lead into a feud. Uh, then we get oh after this match, I think I believe it was after this match we get the uh, Triple H and JBL meet up backstage. Oh, this is classic. Yeah, that was good stuff, and uh, both guys kind of talk shit to each other and like, yeah, we'll see if you walk out with the belt. And, oh, it was just a cool scene to see. But the 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 MVP of this whole segment was Ric Flair. Of course, it was his fucking <laughs> face, dude. He's like, yeah, hey. yeah, he's just smiling, <laughs> and he's like, whoa, he's got to get his, the woo. His fucking cheese ass fucking grin when he's he had nothing to say in that whole thing. Nope, and he he's just took over there. the segment, and he yep. took over. I loved it. And uh, Triple H's coffee looked really good. I wanted a cup of coffee after that. I guess that's what he was drinking. Mm. Yeah, probably. Then we get the Money in the Bank ladder match. It's the first one. Yeah, this is the first Money in the Bank ladder match. Uh, Chris Jericho, Edge, Chris Benoit, Christian, Shelton Benjamin, and Kane. Just a plethora of talent in the ring. It was 15 minutes and 17 seconds. Edge won, became the first Money in the Bank winner. This was 15 minutes and 17 seconds of nonstop action. Yeah. Everybody's all over the place. Everybody got their spots in. Shelton Benjamin fucking just underrated he should have been in my opinion a world champion like even if it's a one month guy yep he's one of those uh chris benoit of course unfortunately you know we don't talk about that very often but i mean he he was a star in this match as well the the end where he's all busted open i mean that chair Mm -hmm. shot to his arm at the fucking end holy shit yeah he sold that good too like that would have shattered literally everything in my arm yeah, that dude Benoit was such a tough. Like it doesn't. I know what he did and everything, but that dude is one of the most phenomenal. He was top ten wrestlers of like good in the ring. Yeah, and I love how we always have to tiptoe around that though. It's so difficult. I hate having to do it because, dude, when he was champion, I was into that, and yeah. I was like. 11 or 12 or something and yeah. dude Benoit winning the title was like one of my favorite things it was like you know being a little dude I'm like little dudes can do it he did it he's of course he's fucking jacked but right uh yeah man Benoit he does that headbutt off the it looks like that's I think I caught when he those stitches started bleeding because he does the headbutt on the cane I believe it was uh-huh. off the ladder and then I noticed from the ca- camera angle above he kind of taps it like I saw him like like he was selling it, but he was also kind of flicking it, I think. So that ah, got it to bleed. I believe I caught that. Good catch. Yeah. And, and of then, course, uh, Chris Jericho, he's baby Jericho here. Very odd looking Chris Jericho. He was in good shape, though. Yeah, he was in great shape. Oh, <laughs> five Jericho is not bad. I like that, but it was. It, it's just now it, I'm, I'm so used to him now with the long hair again. Seeing him yeah. with like that halvesy, like that really bad. 12 year old girl school girl haircut yeah yeah and then he gets the short hair when he's the best heel in wwe for a while uh but yeah man the money in the bank ladder match non-stop action shelton benjamin of course super and, and edge holds the money in the bank until new year's revolution right yeah that's when he that's when he cashes in for the first time yeah yeah uh let's see yeah jericho 2005 i'm sure we'll talk more 2005 this year but he uh, he kind of worked on getting Cena over later in the year, but anyways, yeah, um, that was a good match. Money in the bank. I, I thought it was it was 
close to being a show stealer. Like that was yeah. solid. I can see why they continued to use the money in the bank at WrestleMania. I I would honestly say this is probably one of my favorites, and it just happens to be the first. It's out of all of them. I mean, it's really good. I can't remember who was in the next year's one, but uh, I think the next year was when Flair was in it. Yeah, Flair was, and he gets he gets taken out, and then comes back. Yeah, let me look real quick here. Uh, Robin Dam, Robin Dam won the next year, twenty two, against Bobby Lashley, Finley, Matt Hardy, Ric Flair, and Shelton Benjamin. Yeah, yeah. so kind of okay. a lesser crowd and like a less ladder matchy type crowd in that one, if you will. But that one's really good too. We'll talk about that probably next year. So yeah. Uh, then we get surprisingly third on the main card. Undertaker defeated Randy Orton in 14 minutes and 14 seconds. This was, uh, the first was, match of their was feud, before this was before this, the Eugene segment. Oh yeah, I think so. Let me look. I got okay. one of the review yeah. pages pulled up here. We'll have to go back then. Yeah. Eugene comes out. Okay. Eugene comes out to tell the crowd about his favorite WrestleMania moments and all that stuff. And then Muhammad Hassan, hi, 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 hi. <laughs> uh, oh, that's why I, I forgot about this part, but I'm glad I knew you to remember because right. Uncle Terrence comes out for the save. Uncle Terrence Genald, James Fodal, <laughs> Balea Hogan, Hogandal, uh, <laughs> Oh, Gandolfini. Yeah, yeah, he they start beating on uh Muhammad Hassan and Davari start beating on him and bam 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 He comes out bitching about uh Muhammad Hassan bitches about how he doesn't have a spot on the card and how Eugene gets to come out and blah blah blah. He's just being you know, being a heel. Yeah, uh, if uh if WWE's not gonna give him a chance to get a WrestleMania moment, he's gonna create one himself. Puts yeah. Eugene in the in the Cobra clutch. And or the camel clutch, and then Uncle Terry comes out, blah, 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 jumps in the ring. They beat him down as he slides in because you know Hogan, it's that slow slide in. Yeah, he, he gets can't beat get down, up pops right up, and then he's oh, yeah, head double headbutt to them. Uh, <laughs> big boot to Hassan, throws him out. Uh, no leg drop, no, no leg, leg drop, drop, which is smart. Yeah. And then, of course, he's looking down over the ropes, waiting for Davari to hit him with the chair. Finally does. It took forever. Uh, swings him to the Hulk ropes. Up. Oh, yeah. Hulk's up after the chair shot. Throws Irish whips Davari. There's the word. Davari to the ropes. Comes back. Big boot. Throws his ass out of the ring. And then, of course, Hulk must pose. Yeah, that was, uh, that was a good moment. And I'm not going to lie. I legit popped when his music hit. I, that- I forgot. It, I thought it was Stone Cold. That fucking crowd pop was out mm-hmm. of this world. That was a good one. Yeah, that was that that popped me, man. I was excited to see the real American Uncle Terry come rolling out. I've always liked his. I know the classic Uncle Terry is the yellow, just the yellow trunks. But I, yeah, I liked his comeback gear whenever the he, tie dye. Yeah, the tie dye Hulkamania stuff. I really like because I like the Hollywood outfit the yeah, best. It's a That's blend. My favorite. Yeah. It's a, yeah. So. Anyways, yeah, then uh, Undertaker defeats Randy Orton 14 minutes, 14 seconds. This was the, f- I believe it was the first match in their feud. I think it was. It was a, it was a good build, though. You got Cow- Cowboy Bob coming out, begging Undertaker not to hurt his son because mm-hmm. it'll ruin his career. And then that was all a swerve because then Randy comes in and does his thing. Yeah, and I think the rubber match was SummerSlam 05, if I, I remember yeah, correctly. Yeah, you're right. It goes... Pretty much through the summer, this whole feud. And I remember it just becomes, you know, Randy saying, I'm not scared of the smoke and mirrors and all that stuff and blah, blah, blah. But uh, it's not a bad match. I mean, I enjoyed I enjoyed Undertaker Randy Orton. This was kind of when Randy was my – he was still one of my favorite wrestlers back then because the Legend Killer gimmick was just so cool to me. I loved that gimmick. This is one of those spots where we were talking yesterday when I said I wanted to text you while I was watching it, but I wanted to keep it fresh. Yeah. It's so crazy to think, like, right here, this is the middle of Undertaker's career, pretty much. Yeah. So how well he gets around and stuff compared to now. Yeah. But then you go back and you're thinking, okay, this is 2005. He came out in 90. So it's like, holy shit, this is, like, smack dab in the middle. Yeah, because, yeah, that's true. Because this is 15 years later. 
and this is 15 years in, so. Yeah. I didn't think of that, dude. That's totally right in the middle of his career. Wow. Yeah, and he's and he's not even at the – he kind of had, like, a second peak. Yeah. Like, a couple of years later. Like, he peaked in the late 90s and early 2000s, and then it kind of went back to just take her, you know, putting people over on SmackDown, doing all that stuff. And then he kind of peaks again towards the 2010s. Yeah, I was so, going to say probably, like, 2009, 2010 was another peak for him. Yeah, he went – he wins two, three years later at WrestleMania. 23, he wins at against Batista. And then he wins at uh, 24. And then, of course, 25 and 26 is Shawn Michaels' matches. Yeah, so he he was he had some high-profile matches from here on out. What was the next 2006 WrestleMania with him? 22. It would have been Undertaker and... Oh, it was Mark Henry, I think. Mark Henry, yeah, yep. yeah, the casket match. Yep, so, and I don't remember that one that much, but, I mean, Undertaker and Mark Henry is still a a big enough match to marquee like that, so... Plus, you throw a casket in there. Yeah, exactly, which, it's not a casket match at the Royal Rumble, so it's different. <laughs> it's always at the Royal Rumble. Against a bigger guy, yeah. Against a bigger dude, yeah. But, anyways, yeah, I like the Undertaker and Randy Orton, uh... I I can't remember out of this feud if this was my favorite or not. I I think I probably like the SummerSlam one better, and I don't. I'm just saying it off the top of my head because there's something about SummerSlam matches that sometimes are better than WrestleMania matches. If the feud you. keeps going, so because they've had enough time to perfect their chemistry. I, I'm pretty sure I'm. I'm pretty sure you're right on the SummerSlam match actually being better. I think it was. It's like. You was know, that when did they do a Hell in the Cell at SummerSlam, or was that in the? No, summer? you're thinking of Edge, I think. Yeah, you're thinking of Edge in 08. Oh, Undertaker. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, you're right. I thought I remember Cowboy Bob being a, a part of it. Maybe it's a cage match on SmackDown or something. They do a cage match at some point. Yeah, I don't remember which pay per view it was, but they definitely do that. Okay. So uh, not crazy. No, no. Uh, and then after this, we get Trish Stratus and Christy Hemi. And this was, you know, it's pretty forgettable. Four minutes and 11 seconds. Trish Stratus retains because Trish wa- Trish and Lita are the women of this time period. Yeah. So, uh, Christy This Hemi, was just though. to give Christy Hemi the rub because she just posed for Playboy. Oh, God. Yeah. The only, the, by the way, the only Playboy magazine I actually went out to buy. It was necessary. That one was, I was excited to see that one. That was and and it was also because I had just turned eighteen. So oh yeah, well of course you got to go get it then. Yeah, I do miss the divas and the ladies doing that. Like that was cool, and I know that's women might get all offended by that, but you know what? When we I offend look, fucking when, everybody. Yeah, when I was a thirteen-year-old boy and I was watching wrestling, and these ladies were on the TV. I wanted one of those magazines. So sure. there you go. We all wanted them. It's not, it's not, you can ask any dude who watched it. That was or the girl. It was. Yeah. I think I still have, I have the Maria one. I found it at a pawn shop once and I bought it. Ooh, of course, my, my wife was like, you gotta have that. And she's like, it doesn't collect dust. And I was like, look at it. It collects dust. I literally bought it for collector's purposes. I can just look yeah. it up online. And then I remember, Oh, probably a year after, I got the Tory Wilson one from a friend, like a friend, a friend of a friend had it. And I was like, I need nice. that magazine. And I got it like, <laughs> like 10, 12 year old kids finally got that. I, I still have the Christie, the uh, Tory Wilson one. So nice. anyways, uh, too bad for Stratus never did that. Yeah. It's a shame. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, let's see. After this match, was there any kind of segment? Uh, oh, they do the, the video package for Kurt Angle and Shawn Michaels. Which is and, great. Yep. And then, of course, we get Kurt Angle defeating Shawn Michaels by submission with the ankle lock. 27 minutes and 25 seconds, the longest match on the card. And uh, that last ankle lock, man, when he got it locked in, that was like... It was it was so good because it protected Shawn mm-hmm. because he couldn't... He just didn't want to give up. He really didn't oh, want to give up. And the pain just was so bad he had to give in like the storytelling the 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 pain and agony on his face and just knowing like i'm mr wrestlemania this is supposed to be my spot like 
I can't, I can't give in. He's like grabbing at what hair's left on the top of his head. <laughs> yeah. He's clenching his fist and the ref keeps asking him, what do you say? What do you say? And he's just like, nah, nah. And then when he finally taps, I'm like, thank God. Yeah. Because, yeah, cause I you're, mean, you're buying into it at this point. Yeah. You're like, he's going to break his fucking ankle. Yeah, dude. Cause and Kurt's JR just, and the ah. King, JR and the King <laughs> were fucking money on this match. Dude. Too. Yeah. It was a good one. This, this was. And then they, they do, uh, not to jump ahead, but they do a Raw match, I yeah. believe. And I, uh, and I, it's an Iron Man match. 30-minute Iron Man match. Okay, and I think it's another one of those situations where the Raw one might have been better. Like, it was. I seen it in a long time. Okay, that's what I thought. I thought that yeah. was the better, the better match because, of course, it's the Iron Man match. But Right. Uh, yeah, man, this was – it would have to be match – of the night, right? Definitely. Okay, I thought because so. after this, the crowd is kind of yeah, and it's and it's slow at first. I mean, the match like the first ten minutes is slow, and but then they it, pick it up. Dude. Yeah, they pick it up. Michaels does the uh, moon salt onto the table; it doesn't break, and then they and then Jr. sells it, and he says, "Oh, the steel, the metal reinforcements on the tables," and I'm like, "Fucking Jr. swooping in, doing his thing." <laughs> You know, stealing knows, the show himself, man. He knows how to do it, man. You know what? Oh, anybody who talks shit about Jr., dude, you are fuck you. You oh, are fuck fucked yourselves. in the head. Yes, but most of you love Jr., so it's good. But those of you who don't, you can go fuck yourself because yeah. he's so he can. Oh, he can, dude. If something goes wrong on TV, he can bring it. He can bring it back and make you believe it. Here's the best thing about JR today. His mouth doesn't even move worth a fuck, and he can make you believe it. <laughs> his mouth doesn't work right. Yeah. But here's the, here's the best thing about JR today is even when he fucks up, he'll correct himself. Totally, dude. Oh, he'll yeah, be totally. like, oh, I'm sorry, folks, you know? Or they'll correct him, and he'll go, well, my bad, I'm old, or something like yeah. that. Like, uh, he always, <laughs> he's good with it. Must have been but, too much of that JR's barbecue. I got to get some JR's barbecue, man. I've I want to read really his new good. book that's coming, too. I do, too. But uh, JR, anyways. if you want to sponsor the show, <laughs> yeah, Jim Ross, JR's barbecue, you want to sponsor the show? Uh, yeah, Kurt Angle and Shawn Michaels, though, man, match of the night, just nonstop action after about like I like the wrestling. The first 10 minutes is like wrestling, maybe even 15 minutes is just a wrestling match. They're on the mat, they're doing a the thing. Kurt Angle's the Olympian, and man, him and Shawn just this is probably this and the Batista and Triple H match is the best storytelling in ring, yeah. I would say, though, if you only watch one match from this WrestleMania, it's definitely this match. Yeah, because there's more JBL and John Cena matches. There's more Batista and Triple H matches. Yeah. And there is more Sean and Kurt Angle ones. Only but like not many. Two more. But, yeah. So, anyways, definitely match of the night for sure. There it is. Um, after this was Piper's Pit, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Piper, man, he's just... I kind of – I don't know what it was watching this Piper's Pit. I wanted to watch an old, like, 80s Roddy Piper match because he was one of those yeah. – uh, just 80s wrestling was so, like – it was so just heavy. It, it was it was body slams and punches, man. Like, Yeah, maybe a backdrop here and there. Yeah. Yeah, it was just – that was the way the entertainment was back then. But, of course, Piper's Pit, you got Roddy, Roddy, motherfucking Piper – and Stone Cold, Steve Austin, and the ring together. Two just absolute legends. And then, uh, oh, who was it who interrupted? Oh, Carlito. Carlito. I spit in the face of people who don't want to be cool. I love the washboard. The washboard. He comes out and talks shit and... and uh. I love when Piper takes his apple and just eats the whole fucking thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then he spits it in his face, and then Carlito starts beating on him. Stone Cold kind of hangs around laughing. And then he eventually gets pissed and starts beating on him. Yeah. <laughs> he Piper hits him. Stone Cold stuns him. They start drinking beer together. And then, you know, when you, drink, when you drink beer with Stone Cold, you're going to take a stunner. When you hear the glass at your ass. You know, oh yeah, it's one of those moments. It is one of those moments. Stone Cold's having fun catching the beers, all that good stuff. Just, a, just a good, a good little come down from that match. Kind of a come down because you you get to 
it's not a wrestling match, but you also hear Stone Cold, so Stone Cold music, so you get that pop. But and the stunner, and beer, and Rowdy Piper, and Piper, yeah. So, yeah, it's a cool moment. Uh, after this, we get probably second best match of the night. <laughs> Big Show and I'll keep on five stars, dude. <laughs> five. Actually, you know what? Fuck it, six stars. Yes, that's a six-star match, dude. One minute and two seconds it took Akibona to knock out the Big Show. I wonder, I want to know how, like, was it completely shoot? Because I feel like Akibona could have just shoved his ass out of the ring right away. Yeah, I think I'm with you. Also, I want to know, the big question is, was it Vince's idea to put Big Show in the, in the uh, sumo thong? See, I, I'm curious of this whole thing because it's on... It's like, like on the network, it even says uh, JBL, the main event is Batista and Triple H, JBL and John Cena, and then Aki Bono and Big Show. Like, it's it's marketed as, like, a big match, but it's really just like, uh, okay. You well, to, 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 like, the States, but, like, in Japan, this was a big it's deal. Pro- okay, yeah, yeah. But, uh yeah, I want to know how. I want to know if they told Akibono, like, "Hey, man, give him like a minute, and then you can shove him out." Yeah, like if Let's... even if I wonder if Big Show was like, "I, I know you're going to push me out, so just give me a little bit," you know? Yeah, just give me a minute to kind of make it look like I'm competing, and then just push me out. Yeah, but so... gently because it's fake. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then after this, we get uh, the hype package for JBL and John Cena. I don't remember how we got here, like how John Cena got to be the number one contender or whatever. It would have I, ha- had to have happened at No Way Out, right? It. Oh yeah, I think there was a triple threat match or something. I yeah. I, I think there was. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, let me, let me look at that. Let me look at it real quick. I'm on. Unless you're already there, I'm not. But I'm almost there. Here we go. I'm on. Because that was the the cage match. The Defeat. John Cena, Kurt Angle. Oh, yeah. Tournament yeah. final match to determine the number one contender. I knew Kurt Angle was involved, and I just couldn't remember if it was a triple threat or not. But, yeah. Uh, Cena was obviously going to get this. Like, even around that time, you could just tell he was that he was getting really big at this point. Like, he was super over with the crowd. Ever since about oh three, he kind of started – rising and rising and rising and he was really over and he's the next big thing and this match literally jbl and john cena is literally all jbl and then at the end john cena it's 11 minutes and 26 seconds about 10 minutes is john jbl beating the hell out of cena and then a minute and a half john cena does his five moves hits the fu and gets the pin like that's why I texted you, like Super Cena, dude. The OG, the origin, the origins of Super Cena, right yeah. here. It and it has all the makeup for what would become of Roman Reigns now. This is this yeah. is the formula. Yep, you're totally, dude. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, this it's, is... it's the same, and it came, it came from Uncle Terry. Even it's the it's the Uncle Terry formula. But I don't remember Uncle Terry getting beat up on the whole match, though, right? He did, did that quite, always... dude. He did quite a bit, like. A lot of those older matches, we need to go back and watch some older, older stuff. Yeah. That way, just so you can see it more, because I know yeah. you, you're not as into that era as I am, but I, I just like so you it can a see lot. it. Yeah, I like it a lot. I just, it's, sometimes it's I, hard to sit through. I think you're more like you like the characters. I, I think, yeah, I like the characters. I... I don't know, man. I can't explain why. Like, I like the golden era of wrestling. I just, uh, uh, I don't know, man. I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch some old Uncle Terry matches and stuff. It's just, I guess it's just my time period. Ruthless yeah. aggression and attitude is just kind of my time period. So yeah. it's not that I haven't ever watched those matches. Like I've watched tons of the old. I have the DVDs with the old ones and everything. Well, that's like me though. I mean, I I have this memory of being a kid, and you know that's my era more so. Yeah. When you started, when I was super young, it was you know superstars and like it yeah. was coming up to Rob, but it was you know Uncle Terry was on and Mister Perfect and all those guys. But, like, when I go back and watch it now, like, it's nostalgia. But I just kind of go, maybe I just liked them because they were, like, real-life superheroes. 
Yeah. The, I mean, the wrestling wasn't great, like, as far as what it's become today. And I know people shit on me for that, but I'm being honest. Like, I mean, it was fun. And you see that, you know, it was more they called it in the ring or, or they were doing house show loops. So when they did finally tape a match, they'd been doing the same match for six months. So they just had that chemistry. Yeah. So, I don't know. Punches and body slams and right. all that good stuff. I could I could have went on a 30-minute rant on that, and I just figured I'd I know. stop. You're yeah. getting excited. Yeah. We can well, watch. We can do an old WrestleMania. Well, and I'm forced. I'm being forced to strain my voice, so. All right. Well, I'll talk. <laughs> I'll do the – I'll do the – I'll finish the show. You just nod yes and no. They'll know yeah. if you're nodding. I have a voice for radio. Yeah. For TV. For silent movies. I have a voice for silent movies. It's a good one. Uh, we did forget to mention the Hall of Fame. I forgot when they had came out, but... I think it this... was before Cena and JBL. Yeah, that's what I thought. This was a majorly... this was... That was like literally the, class the Hall of Fame of class of the 80s. Yeah, dude. Piper. Uh, Nikolai Volkov. Uh, Mr. Wonderful. Iron Mr. Sheik. Wonderful. Iron Sheik. Uncle Jimmy Terry. Hart. Jimmy Hart. Yeah. Dude, that that was this class was literally like my classic action figures that I have that were the WWE classic figures. Like this was like that class. It's crazy, man. But yeah, that was uh It was that, very WrestleMania one heavy. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, yeah, John Cena, Super Cena's on JBL. I just thought it was crazy, dude. JBL literally beat the hell out of him, and then Cena just does his five moves, hits the FU, and wins. JBL put him the fuck over. Yeah, Big he time. did. It's one FU, and he gets the win. That kind of makes it makes him look not that strong. And it, and it was a shitty pen, wasn't it? It was like just one of those kind of ones where he lays on them. No, that was Batista that did that. That was shitty ba- pen. But that was after a long, good match. Yeah, yeah, true. I was... I don't know. I was kind of a fan of JBL as champion, I loved it in a way. Yeah, I thought it was, you know, he was a great heel champion, man. I know a lot of people shit on it, and SmackDown wasn't amazing to some people at this time period, but they had to do what they had to do, and JBL was a big dude. So next man up. Yeah, I told that. I've told this story several times that uh, 05 was the only time I bought both brand pay per views. And it started the with the yeah, and it started with the no way out with the barbed wire steel cage, because I wanted good. to see how they would do that. Yeah, and it, and it was okay match, but it was big show in JBL. It was the build. JBL sold that build so well. My problem with the John Cena and JBL match is the year before you have Eddie Guerrero loses the belt to JBL, and Eddie Guerrero being one of once again another top ten of all time in ring. Yeah. Him and JBL have these pretty good matches, and JBL keeps winning. So Guerrero put obviously Guerrero, and I listened to that episode of Bruce Pritchard or whatever. But Guerrero like was like, "Hey, let's get JBL over," and he did. He did a good job of it. But Eddie doesn't ever get the title back. But John Cena gets to do Super Cena and wins. And you know, man, you couldn't have said it better. That's literally the formula. Yep. The Roman Reigns and uh, John Cena and. I guess Uncle Terry formula. Yeah. Stone Cold wasn't like that, though. No. It wasn't a Stone Cold formula. Stone Cold it was, was very fucking organic, actually. I think. Yeah. I think, because, I, I mean, honestly, that whole run, and we've talked about this before, too, but that Same whole with run Rock. with Austin, I mean, it was just, I mean, he kept fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting, and finally they just couldn't stop it because yeah. everybody was behind him. Then they started having to really write for him. Well, not write for him, but at least, like, book the storylines. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, his was nothing like this. And The Rock. The Rock and, at least I don't remember, but The Rock and Stone Cold, I don't remember those being the... The, the Rocks was the same way because, I mean, he was the heel. He was the, the leader of the nation. And then, like, it, it just kept getting funnier every week, and that's a lot of what made people cheer for him. Yeah. And then that's when his rocket really took off his red rocket his little red rocket doggy rocket so anyways yeah this was the passing of the torch to john cena jbl did a hell of a job for that 200 and whatever days he was champion but yeah uh 
Oh, the Hall of Fame was in between. Oh, okay. it was right. It was right before Batista and Triple H. That makes more sense. Yeah. So yeah, then we get the main event. Batista defeats Triple H uh, for the World Heavyweight Championship. Twenty-one minutes and thirty-four seconds, and that's the crowning. And passing of the torch to the next guy. Triple H did, you know, after watching that Ruthless Aggression episode, dude, Triple H literally, Triple H and Flair literally took Randy Orton and Batista under their wing and made them stars. Was that, I mean, was that not like the best, like, documentary? Yes. Yes. It totally was. Because it was... You know, I knew that's what was happening, but it's just they brought it to light so well about Batista and Randy and, you know, talking about the ups and downs of it. And Randy was a douchebag and Batista was injury prone and then Randy was injury prone. It was just like they were like, look, dude, if like Triple H told him, if you don't fucking shape up, you're out. I'm not doing this. How and how they didn't want to when Jindrak kind of took over for Batista that little bit that Batista was hurt. Yeah, and they had to ride in the car with them once, and Triple H, you know, and yeah. Flair. They're like, I never want to ride in the car with them again. Yeah, that was. I I felt bad for Jindrak at that point. I was like, ah, oh, poor guy. You know, like he had the chance, but Batista was like, you know, he was like, I was thankful that they left my spot for me. He was handpicked. He was, yeah, yeah, and and look at both of the dudes. Randy's six four. Big enough, and Batista's six five, huge. So of course they're Vince guys, and uh, yeah, went on to be multiple time champions. And obviously this is Batista's first title reign, and it was a great main event. Once again, they have better matches. Their Hell in a Cell is probably the best one. Triple H and Batista, like of this time period. Yeah. And then, what was that, Batista's last match last year? Yeah, it was last year, right? WrestleMania? Mm-hmm. That was, and I liked it. That was a good match, yeah. Both dudes are in even better shape last year. Triple H is really tan here in 2005, though, so is Batista. But, uh, yeah, it was a good good match, and a, not much to say about it. You Everybody know. saw it coming. It, it, they did a really good job with that. I remember watching, because this was a, when I was a kid, and I was watching it all the time during this Ruthless Aggression era. And, uh, yeah, it was like every week you kind of slowly saw, like after Randy turned, you kind of slowly saw Batista, like, questioning Triple H. And he would say little things to Triple H. And, dude, they by the time WrestleMania rolled around, they the crowd and all the fans were so ready for Batista to beat Triple H. So this was like... The build for this match was solid. And then he, yeah. w- you know, he wins the Rumble, so he automatically gets a chance. And I'll never forget watching that Raw whenever he had the SmackDown contract. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Batista does the thumb thing. Turns yeah. it upside down. It was good, man. I the remember build- watching that one live like it was yesterday. Yeah, the, uh, the build to this match was pretty amazing. And then, and then the payoff was good, too. And they feud... Let's see, they do a backlash match, and then they do the bad blood. Not bad blood. Um, what was their? Vengeance. 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 2005 was their, their uh, Hell in a Cell match. And then I think by, maybe by SummerSlam, they had moved on. I can't remember who Batista was. Oh, Batista was on. Is this when he moved to SmackDown by now? Yeah, he does move to SmackDown. Because they have the the draft. Yeah, because John Cena goes to Raw. And right. Then, let's see, Backlash is... Vengeance is still Raw, and it's Batista, Triple H, in a, in a Hell in a Cell. Then yeah, because Great American Bash is I Quit with Cena and JBL. SummerSlam was Hogan and HBK. Okay, yeah, it was... Batista some... and JBL. Yes, because that's right. Because I remember John Cena when he gets picked, it's in it must be in like August or something. Because he gets picked to go to Raw and he winds up on Jericho's highlight reel, and that's like the beginning of their feud. yeah. Yep. Jericho gets him over at SummerSlam. Yeah. What's SummerSlam's a yeah? So uh, Great American Bash Batista was on SmackDown, so it happened before July twenty fourth. Oh. oh okay. So it's in between Vengeance and Great American Bash. 
Yeah, so they do the blow-off. They do the rubber match with Batista and Triple H at Vengeance, and then they did the draft after that. I wonder when that was. I really want to... Let's see if I... The draft? Yeah. Let me look at Great American Bashel. It'll say something about it here. I was trying to see. Uh, here we yeah, go. I, don't, I, I got it. I got, got it here. June 6th through the 30th. June so they, 6th through the 30th. So they had a big one. Wow, yeah. So he must have got I think drafted. they did matches like throughout the month. Yeah, it was different because 04 was the lottery. Yeah. And this one was just, I guess, kind of like a shake-up type thing. So, yeah, he he winds up over there before the batch. Okay, here so, we go. Uh, every wrestler from Ron SmackDown was eligible to be drafted, including announcers, commentators, and GMs. There were 10 draft picks and 11-person trade conducted between the two promotion brands, Raw and SmackDown, where 22 wrestlers were drafted and traded overall. Draft picks were drawn at kayfabe random on WWE's two-hour television programs each Monday on Raw and each Thursday on SmackDown. Post-draft trades were revealed on WWE's official website. So, yeah, it was the full month. So it must have been probably the Raw after Vengeance or the week after that one that he Mm -hmm. went to SmackDown. Yeah, I forgot that he was there for the bash, yeah. And it was immediately JBL still in the main event. Yeah. So, yeah, anyways, Batista goes on to be a big star after that, now a big Hollywood star. Oh, my God. Yeah, we just watched uh, that Stuber movie. Uh, two nights ago. Is he in that? Yeah. Stuber? Stuber. It's like Uber, but the guy's named Stu that drives him, and Batista's like this cop or whatever. Oh, okay. And he has to get an Uber because he has eye surgery, so he can't see. He's in Blade Runner 2049 as well. Yeah. He's at the very start. Uh, So, yeah. Anyways, I'm eyeing a lot, but... I thought WrestleMania WrestleMania 21 was good, man. It was definitely an awesome WrestleMania. What do you think? It was fun to go back and watch it because this was the end of my high school career. So this WrestleMania, to me, will always be one of my favorites. This was like your blow-off? This was my blow-off. high school blow-off, yeah. To to go into doing nothing but continuing to do what I'd already been doing for a few years. So it was nice. I just partied a lot more this time. You graduated in 05? Uh Uh-huh. Ah, oh, see, your your graduation WrestleMania was way better. Mine was 2011. I wasn't really into. I did not watch wrestling in 2011. WWE sucked in 2011, in my opinion. So that would have been 27. 27. Oh yeah, yeah that was Miz the worst and one, Miz dude. and Cena. Yeah, that was not like that whole year. I just was not interested in WWE's product. I thought it sucked. Of course that. That was one I streamed on not fair websites because yeah. I wasn't paying for that garbage. No. But I wanted I, to see The Rock. Yeah, of course. That I, I definitely I watched a couple Raws before WrestleMania and then I got out of it because I wasn't into wrestling at all. And then I come back and get into wrestling around Mania season two thousand twelve. Of course I'm in it for the Rumble. And then I figure out that twenty eleven CM Punk became champion, and they had one of the best matches of all time, and I was like, holy shit. And that's when I kind of educated myself on the good stuff I had missed. Oh, yeah, and then I I think it was, like, started 2012, I bought, like, the best pay-per-view matches of 2011, and, uh, like, Triple H and CM Punk are at Night of Champions, and Triple H wins for some reason, and I was like, why'd that happen? So you bought it just so you could kind of catch up. Yeah, I was, and that was before the network, so I was definitely still buying a lot of WWE DVDs at that point. Actually, I would say 20, oh, 2012 and 2013, I started collecting the DVDs a little heavier because I was I, – I had got back into wrestling in 2012, and – um I started buying to like finish off my collections from the ruthless aggression era. And if I could find any from the beginning of the two thousands, but I remember 2012, I bought every single DVD as they came out from the pay-per-views. Damn. Yeah. And it wasn't cause I was like, Oh, I love what's going on. It was just, I just kind of bought them to watch them. You just wanted to have them. Yeah. So I have the entire 2003 collection 
and the entire 2012 collection, and I'm pretty close on 04. And yeah, 03, 04 almost, and all of 2012. That's what I that's what I have as far as like the full years go. But I have a bunch in between. So, anyways, all right. I think that's the show. That is the show. So thank you guys for listening to the WrestleMania 21 review. We'll be back. Uh, we'll probably talk about another WrestleMania, right? Coming up here before. Yeah, I, th- I think we'll do one more, and then uh, if we want to do one before, we can do that, and then do Monday. We could just have that solid for WrestleMania predictions. Yeah, that's fine. If if you want to, or we can just watch another WrestleMania and add it to Monday show. Well, let's stick with that for now. Okay, and then we'll if we get spunky on get Saturday or Sunday, yeah, yeah we'll just All do right. that. So so. We're going to stick to one show for this week, and then next week we'll do another one. Yeah. Unless works. unless we change our minds. Unless, yeah, you never know. We might just pump out another show. So just have your notifications on. There you go. And then you'll know if we do that. You have the notifications for your podcast when you want to hear your Heels and Quads Wrestling podcast action. And that way we put out another episode, you'll be like, oh, there it is. And also, if you follow us on Twitter at Heels and Quads or on Instagram at Heels and Quads Wrestling Podcast, You'll also keep up to date with that kind of stuff. Yeah. And remember, if you're listening to us from We Watched a Movie Podcast Network, remember to go follow us on our on our separate stream, which is a part of the We Watched a Movie Wrestling or We Watched a Movie Podcast Network. But it's Heels and Quads. Just search for Heels and Quads and you'll find us. And then subscribe to us there because we're gonna let those guys have their own feedback and stop interrupting with their uploads. Yeah. Because we're D-bags like that. Yeah, we're total fucking assholes. Anyways, uh, yeah, that about does it. Happy WrestleMania season. We'll be back next week, maybe before. We'll see. Have your notifications on. Follow us on those locations. Twitter, Heels and Quads. Instagram, Heels and Quads Wrestling Podcast. And then us, of course. Levi Dezeno on Twitter. Levi Levi Zinfandel on Instagram. And me, Tommy, at Mr. Tommy Walter on Twitter, Tommy Walter Live on Instagram. We're also on Facebook. We're also on Facebook. And be sure to tell your friends. Tell your enemies. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Well, he knows it's a classic deal. Hey, get out of that trash can! Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end. It's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end. It's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving.